You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Gonic Literature. This is called the Gonic Guide for the guy who comes late. Halacha is never for the perfect. The whole idea of halacha, as Rav Salvechik points out in one of his beautiful essays, that it, it's meant to deal with a world that has flaws and difficulties. It doesn't always appear so austere and perfect and sublime. It seems like it has holes in it some places. It seems like it has exceptions. It's it's the the veneer of halacha is nabi. It it has a certain texture to it that that is human and real. Halacha has to deal with the unusual, and not just the unusual about the the usual. Human beings can't always be there when they need to be. Of course, we want the davening to go the way it should. We want to have. Uh, the 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 asarim rishonim. We want there to be a soul. As I, I can tell you that when I was the rav of a small shoal, and we sometimes waited, we 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 we, we scrounged together the people, and we were hoping to make a go of things. It's very very difficult. A shoal that that does not have uh, ten people there when the minion is supposed to start is a shoal that will soon be deflated spiritually. But there are people who are going to join that minion afterwards, and they're going to not going to necessarily be coming on time. There will be people who have very good reasons not to come on time. There are people whose whose work demands that they have to stay where they are. And we shouldn't be very quick to judge these people found in the Talmud itself. We'll start with one, and um, because this is where... The person is late, but not super late. Let's see this first source. They asked Shalom and Kamerav in the Truni going. You come into the show, you got your you got your times wrong, whatever it was. You had a flat tire. Who cares? Stop judging this person. He wants to dive and he's going to show. And he has not done Psuke de Zimra. Maybe join them where they are. Now they are already past Psuke de Zimra. They were already after Baruchu, they're starting the Birchas Kriyat Shema, getting towards Shema itself. What should he do? Maybe he should join them. After he joins them and does the Shemona Aser with them, Yachzer v'Yizamir Psuke de Zimra, then he'll stay later in Shul, and he'll go through the the, the chapters and tell him the way um, he would have come had he come early, maybe even slower. That was the question they asked Rav Datrunoy. What was his answer? Ve'eshev kach, k'shatiknu chazal kach tiknu leimar Psuke de Zimra v'yachar kach v'yispalil. They want the Psuke de Zimra to get you ready. As we know, like Rab Shmuel says, um, the Nusach and the Gemara might be Rav Simloi. Um, we learned out from Moshe Rabbeinu that you have to praise God first. Now, that's in the Shmon Esri itself, the first three brochos. So what we see here is Psuke de Zimra is really a, uh, it really is a, it mimics the structure of all that that Gemara that Rav Simloi says, that we learn out from Moshe Rabbeinu, that you need to have Shevach, Bakasha, and Hodoya, and that's the structure of Tefillah, even Tefillah Minatorah, according to the Rambam, that Tefillah is Minatorah. So that structure is what the rabbis felt needs to happen on a macro level with Psuke de Zimra. Psuke de Zimra is comparable to the first three brachas of Shmon Esrei. The same way in the Shmon Esrei itself, there's Shevach, there also needs to be a whole section of davening, which is pure Shevach, and you need to have that. Have a tradition that you can do something. 
what can you do? May Rabbo say, no, I have an Eitzah for this man who's come late. Shemivarach melech mo'obat which means what we call Baruch Shemar. Va'omar Parsha Rishona. Now, that Parsha Rishona might be, as you can see here in the footnote, what we call Tehila Ladovid Aramimcha, we call Ashrei. Umidaleg, and then you start skipping. And then you say, Vechoseim, and then you do Yishtabach. Umimar Mispao Matzibor. Many of you are familiar with this, but it comes from the Gaonim. It doesn't come from the Gemara. Many of you have seen this in Shulchan Aruch, that if a person is late, this is what he can do. He can do a compressed Psuke de Zimra. Where did it come from? It came from Rav, Rav Netrunoi, and from what Rav Moshe Gon said, and this is how it's been preserved. As you can see here in the footnote, it's preserved in the Siddur of Rav Amram Gon this way. Now, the Siddur of Amram Gon, of course, had many insertions that weren't necessarily from Rav Amram himself, but this comes from the Gonic period. They came up with this Eitzah to help the late guy, which is a, a shortened version of Psuka de Zimra to help you out. Why can't you just, but you know, of course, that you're going to be rushing. Why can't you just join them and do the Psuke de Zimra afterwards? Well, he says, Avalomer Psuke de Zimra, Achar Tfila Yesh Gnai Bedover. Why? Because then you're sort of like, up, you're upending Rav Simloy's principle, which is Shevach leading to Tfila. Here it's Shevach after Tfila. And therefore, it's the wrong thing to do. Now, however, I know certain people aren't going to be able to make it. If it's so late and you see the speed of the people that are davening, that you aren't going to be able to do this, then jump in. At least this way, you're going to have sort of a bedievet type of tefillah. And that's better than nothing. But even when you do that, don't do it after, don't do psuka de zimra afterwards. Al yomer l'achar Why? Keshetiknum, this takana to say psuka de zimra, and Rev Salvechik, who I quoted before, uh, has a whole explanation based on the Gemara that says a person who says hollow every day is... Is 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 actually blaspheming God. He's he's you can't praise God. You can't just say to heal him all the time. Uh you 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 cheapen the product. There's a reason why it works as part of Psuke de Zimra. But now that's not Psuke de Zimra, you shouldn't say it. The Takana to say it is only as part of the me, of the macro structure that we learned from Rav Simloy. And therefore, don't say them after davening, right? It's got to be lifoneham. That you should always say a mizmor letoda. You know, uh, mm-hmm. should, yep. Yeah, yes. be, be sure to yes. say it. And so, so if you didn't get to say it, you should go back and say it. Right. So, mm-hmm. so I'm, my question to you is: I, I'm not asking you to be a postsake for everybody but i'm but i'm just saying what's the right thing to do then okay so first of all okay uh, you're asking a good question let me first explain that this is this is gaonic guides we're not really going into the sak halacha halacha um probably took a piece of this but didn't necessarily take all of it mm-hmm. right so the archa shulchan actually talks about this issue and says he can hear you know there's uh, there's two ways of looking at it uh, he believes that um, you can say the Tehillim afterwards, uh, but nobody, of course, you can't say the Brochus afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing to remember, Bob, is the Psukim that that are that precede Aramim Chayam Elach, the Psukim that precede the end, of, you know, because we know we get into a groove. And we, and, and we, and we, uh, you know, the, the, that, that first hallelujah, we basically finish Sefer Tehillim that way, right? We mm-hmm. go, the, right, those are the last chapters of Sefer Tehillim. That's, that's what those parts of, of Tefillah are. The parts of 
of the davening beforehand uh, were all inserted later. In other words, the psukim that are part of what we call Shomar, or Shomar ends with Melch Melbatishbochos. Then you have Aramimchal Hayamelech. Then you have Halunafshiyasadunai, which is the next capital, of course, is Haluya Kitov Zarmainu Kinoim. Then Halu Asnaimina Shamayim. Halu Shermanai Shir Hadash. Halu El Bekotcho. And the end is really Haluya El Bekotcho. Halu Bekiri Uzo. And the end of Tehillim is really, uh, that's really the end of Tehillim. Baruch Hanam Amen Amen. That's the really, the Rabbi Trinoi's opinion is that you, that you start with Tehillah Ladavid. And then from there you go to, uh, which is Kuf Memhei. From there you go to Kuf Nun, which is Halu Yaleel Bekotcho. And that's it. There's other shitas which are sort of a, that you do the first or the third. Um, my point, though, is is that Pesuket de Zimra, let me, it was originally Kuf Memhe to Kuf Nun. Baruch Shemar Kuf Memhe, Kuf to Kuf Nun, Yishtabach. Oz Yashir came later. Hoidu came later. Mizmer Vasoda came later. Those were all, those were all inserted at a later time. Now, what was the case in the, in the, in the, in the, in the period of Rav Amram? I don't know. I'd have to look in Rav Amram Siddur to see how full of a Psuke de Zimra he had. But that was that, those were the Psuke de Zimra. They were in order. As you know, Hodu is a collection of different Psukim. Yichvod is a collection of Psukim. We added Mizmer Shir Hanukkah Sabayis Ladovid became something in order to say another Kaddish, Mizmer Lasoda in order to emphasize the Korban Toda. Um, but all those things were interpolated in a later time. So when these Gaonim are talking, Bob, their concept of Psuke de Zimra is much smaller than what we have. Mm-hmm. So the idea, well, you should always talk about the Korban Toda, because the Korban Toda is never bottle, even in the future, right? So you always, the Korban Toda is the great carbon of all time. It's never bottle ever, right? That's one of the uh, Chazalim that, that, that why we say Mizmo Lissota every, every day. So, so that aspect of of which is not really part of the original Psuke de Zimra. In other words, the idea, now the Hodu is, Yichavod is, those are Psukim that are meant to, um, to, to uplift you and to get you to want to praise God in the greatest possible way. So to answer your question in the short form, the, what the Poskim end up doing is often inspired, but not a direct connection to the Gonim. Um, similarly, we have a Psak here from Rav Sar Sholem Gon. B'nei Adam, she'nichnesu v'vesakneses, v'acher she'omer shatz baruchu. You have a, a group of people. There's already the minion started at 7 o'clock. And the 25 people there have been davening, and they've sent a shliach tzibur up to say baruchu, and now you have some late people who have come in. Not the late guy, the late guys. So what should they do? So, if he, all he did was say Baruch but they haven't gotten through the Birchas Kriya Shema and said Shema yet, so what they should say is, hold on, hold on, can we do a Baruch again? Baruch <laughs> So they have the right, in a way, because of of their numbers, to say, look, listen, we're at the show, so I know we came late, but uh, can we do this? However, if the regular minion has already moved and has already been by Kriya Shema, Avo, Im, Karu, Kriya Shema, then Al Yomer Lem then we're not going to do anything on the side for them. We're not going to say, oh, you guys just came in? Oh, let's say Baruch for you, and you can have your own little minion going on. Why? You guys missed it already. We we already started. So here again, we see a, a, a sort of a different attitude um, towards, you know, we will, in a way, allow 
um, you know, perhaps a little bit of a, a wait time. And you guys are here and you've got a minion, you've got a whole bunch of people or maybe six people here. But if you've come a, past a certain time, then we're not going to be dealing with it. And the Gemara is talking here about a Balkari, and the Gemara is really going into what is the status of a Balkari in terms of a person who's had this nocturnal emission, that there's a Takona in place from the time of Ezra, that he cannot articulate words of prayer. But what about thinking words of prayer? What things can he have in his mind? And, and really, because Balkari it was a takana that was ramming up against various mitzvos. This gave the Gemara a chance to figure out what those mitzvos were. Well, if a balkari is supposed to do benching, that's a proof that benching must be from the Torah. If a balkari has to think kriyashma, that shows you kriyashma is from the Torah. Um, so if he has to, so that's really what the Gemara is playing with here about the various things that a balkari does and things about carry till he goes to the mikvah does not do and the gemara goes into what parts of kriyashma are from the torah that a balkari would say what parts are midirabanon and that led the gemara um to sort of this to get into the subject matter of of all different types of people who perhaps don't daven like the Balkari, who doesn't do the tefillah because tefillah, the words of tefillah are only midrabanan. So the Gemara brings a a a psak from Rav Yudah Mershmul. Now he was the main speaker uh, in this daf when it came to Kriyachma, uh in terms of emesviyatziv. So we also bring in another statement, Rav Yudah Mershmul about a person who, in the middle of davening, remembers he already davened already. He's, he has short-term memory loss. So should he stop in the middle? What should he do? Or how about a person who comes into shul and, and he's already davened, but he wants to join. He, he feels, you know, I davened already. Here's a bunch of people davening. Maybe I can join them too. It's such a beautiful group. And the Gemara talks about what would be the process for doing that. So since the Gemara is talking about a guy coming into shul and finding people davening, although he's already davened, the Gemara then decides to quote, not Shmuel, uh, uh, being quoted by Rav Yehuda, but actually Rav's student, Rav Huna. And he has not davened yet. So here we have a late guy, a person who found the Tzibur davening. Is he able somehow? Now, maybe he was, you know, we, we don't know how far they are. We don't know, but we could maybe even suggest that they are a yeshivish minion, let's say. And he knows they daven long Shmona Esrets. He's been with them before. So, now what's he starting? Is he starting Psukit Zimra? Is he starting Kriyachma? Or maybe he's already done that and he was hoping to catch Shmona Esra with them together. Not clear. But let's assume it's the last case. He has been davening already. He's been davening on the road. He's been davening while he's walking. But he hopes he can catch Shimon Esrei. But when he gets there, they've already started Shimon Esrei. And he, he, he sees where they're holding. He can tell from the pages, or he can hear maybe the words, or he can see what the Shriach Tzibur is doing, and he knows where they are. Or he's, he's, he can see from the clock, because he's been here countless times, and he basically knows the cadence of this minion. So if you can start and finish, So you're going to be, you, you're Mr. Late Guy. You're going to be davening your silent Shmon while they are doing Chazar Sashats. If you can finish 
by the time the Shuvayi Tzibur gets the modim, then jump in with them. Now, what did he gain by doing that? It would seem that even though, as Rav Moshe Feinstein points out when he explains this Gemara, that even though he didn't start at the same place they did, they were clearly all ahead of him. But he started, let's say, while they were somewhere in Ritzay, maybe, but he figured, I know how slow they are. I know how slow this chazan is in his repetition. I'll be able to finish my Shemay by the time he gets the modem. And he'll gain that he'll have a, a, at least, uh, he'll have Tfilah B'Tzibor, even though he didn't start with them together. This is Ramosha Feinstein's proof against the Prima Godin from this, from this Gemara. That's what Ravuna said. Rav Shubin Levi, who was almost two generations before Ravuna, said, Im now, which means you don't got much of a room for error here. So, in other words, knowing who this show is, you have to be totally finished by the time they say, so you could say, Kedusha with them together, whatever your Nusach is. So let's stop for a second. Whether you're Rav Huna or you're Bishuv and Levi, what are you supposed to do instead? You're, where are you in your davening? Are you at Gaal Yisrael? Is that where you are? Is that the case, like I explained, that he's been davening while he's walking outside? So he's just supposed to stop there? And he, now he's, he's, he's like just waiting. And now he's supposed to wait and answer that might be a problem answering in between Gal Yisro and Hishmon Ezra. We know you're not supposed to be mopsic with Amen or anything like that. So from there, it's clear that he isn't at the end of Birchat Kriyashma and has said Gal Yisro. This must mean someone who is perhaps either in the middle of Birchat Kriyashma or hasn't even started Birchat Kriyashma. So he's got to daven really fast then. He might be someone who hasn't even gotten to Yishtabach yet. He hasn't even maybe got to Yotzor yet. But it's clear, or he, maybe he's in the middle of Birchaz Kriyashma. Because you cannot give an Eitzah to just sit there and wait if you're at Gaal Yisrael. Now, what could be is that you sort of, like maybe you've been in a minion, like on Shavuos, where they weren't experts at davening Vasikin. And they sort of like stretch out the last bracha. So it could be he's in the last bracha, but he's he'll just sort of like mosey the last bracha. So he, he might actually be close to the end. So what he needs to do instead, because he thought he'd get there a little bit earlier, he needs to say, Ezra's no, Or maybe he needs to stop it but he should definitely not be at the end of the Geula. That's another possibility here. All right, first, let's deal with how the Gemara analyzes the Machlokas from Yeshua ben Levi and Ravuna. Okay, so basically the question is, this the, the, it gets into this issue where we invoke the great holiness of God and we say God is holy, holy, holy. He is he's beyond even most of our ability to understand his influence. But he he affects and permeates these different worlds of spirituality and fills them. These statements that are called Kedusha, the statements that we sort of scratch the surface. Maybe we don't even understand what we're saying when we're saying it, but we're talking about some great elevated extolling of God called Kedusha and saying it three times and directing it to him. Can you as an individual say that? So Rafuna 
felt that even in your Shmonesrei, you can do it. Which means you are really, in a way, maybe you're going to have a little tefillah b'tzibur, like, let's say, a couple of minutes. And and even though when you say Kedusha, the tzibur has already said it in this glorious way as a community, you can say it even as an individual. It's not the same. It's not like it doesn't have the same uplifting feeling. But you're allowed to do it. You, in your own little personage, are also able to knock on that door, to sketch that tableau of Kedusha. You can't. And you must say it, though. You can't have a Shmon Esrei. You can't have an Amida without it. It must be said. You are, so in other words, Rav Huna would say, you'll say it in your individual davening. And that's not the best way to say it. Obviously, the way we drew it up was, we should all say it as a community. But you've lost your community, buddy, because you came late. And you're never going to catch up with them the way you're davening. Because that's you're supposed to daven the way you always do. So you're going to have a you're going to have a, a yachid's kedusha, but as Rashi points out, Rashi uses a very strong term for Ravuna. Rashi says, so he says, "No, imlo gomer So what? It's not so bad. So why did Ravuna think modim was so important? Oh, avol modim, modim. Hmm. Right? You're, of course, saying modem in your own silent Shmonezrei. But if the Tzibur is saying modem, and you're, and somebody walks into Shul, or there's another guy who never didn't notice when you came in, and he didn't know that you were coming in late, and he's looking around, or some other kid happens to walk by, Haroa is Kulam Kairim. He sees everybody bowing, and you're not bowing. Why? Because you're doing your own Shmon Esrei. So, Nira Kekov for Bemisha Chavei Rav That's the optics are terrible. It looks like you deny God. So, the problem is that you need, it sounds like, the problem is bowing. Hmm. And that's why you must, so... Tosfus already points out, then just bow. <laughs> Why do you have to daven so fast and finish your davening in order to sort of say modem de Rabbanon with them and bow? Maybe in your own Shmon Esrei, since it's all about who's looking at you, why don't you just bow when they're doing that? And Tosfus actually points out here, he says that it can't be about the modem de Rabbanon that you're not saying, because that was that's just a minog that was developed. It's got to be the optics are bad. So therefore, he says, you know what you can do? Um, let's say you time things incorrectly. You thought you would get there, and, and the Shulia Tzibur was faster than you thought. So what should you do? He says, so what you should do is, oh, I happen to be at modem right when they are. Oh, I'm bowing now. It's perfect. The problem is, why didn't the Gemara tell you to do that? Because you it, that's not going to happen that often, that your individual modem will be at when, when the Shulia Tzibur gets the modem. Tosu says, Rabbeinu Tam, so he, you don't think Rabbeinu Tam was a, a habitual latecomer. I mean, he had a business that he had to take care of, but he was the God of Adar. We've talked about, especially at the end of his life, how he became such a, a tremendous leader. So often Rabbeinu Tam was behind everyone. Now, is that because they didn't wait for him? Is that because he dabbed slow? It says, Rabbeinu Tam ha'yirogil kashayim ispalo b'yochid kashachazan magiyav amodim ha'yakareya imakal below amira klau. So it sounds like Rabbeinu Tam was just not a late guy. I'm going to don him a kapschus that he was an early guy. 
but his davening was always much slower. He always started Shmon Esrei after they did. Or even if he started at the same time, his tefillah took so long that, and he didn't tell them to wait for him because he davened so slow. And therefore, when the tzibor was doing their own chazar sashats, he would be bowing at the time that they were doing modim. But when they asked for Beit afterwards, he said, well, you know what? I was bowing, but I made sure that I did it in, in the middle of a bracha because the Gemara says that there's only two brachas that throw out the bow in the beginning and the end. And of course, that's avos, that we bow in the beginning at the end, and hodoya, by modim, we're not supposed to bow any other places, but we can bow in the middle of brachos, the Gemara says. So Rabbeinu Tam was careful that when he was bowing, he was always in the middle of a bracha. So now Tosa says, then why didn't the Gemara say that? Why do you have to be Mr. Superfast, according to Ravuna, and finish everything? The whole point is bowing, and we have a Maisara from the great God of Ador, Rabbeinu Tam, the king of the Taisvizin. So why, why did the Gemara say you have to finish? The Gemara says, no. Miu l'katchila ein you shouldn't really be, you shouldn't really be doing that. What should you do? You should wait. <laughs> so it's funny, our Rabbeinu Tam basically, you know, seemed to disregard the Gemara. Right. Dashi in, in, in Sukkah, and Tosas quotes it here, that Rashi says that if you are in the middle of davening and you hear Kaddish or Kedusha, in other words, you didn't make it. You didn't make Yeshua ben Levi's cutoff point. You thought you could, or whatever it was, you didn't do what the Gemara said. So, you can't just stop and and answer with the tzibor. And that's clear from our Gemara later, that you're not allowed to, to the Gemara says clearly, you're not allowed to break your Shemona Esrei. The Gemara says, according to, even according to, from both opinions, he says, you're not allowed to break your Shemona Esrei and respond to what's happening. Your Shmon Esrei has to be inviolate. You can't start talking, even though what you're talking about is Dvarm Shabi Kedusha. You can't talk. You can't say anything. So what should you do, Rashi says? Rashi says in Sukkah, You should be quiet and listen to them. And in a way, break your Shemona Esrei's concentration and listen and the Shomea Kaona. And it'll be as if you said it. That's what Rashi says. Now Rashi in Sukkah quotes the Bahag. He quotes the great Sefer from the Gaona. He says, Kach Kosov Rabbi Hudoi Goid one of the putative authors of the Bahag. So it sounds like we have a, the, the, the Gaonim, at least Rashi's version of the Bahag, which many other have, seems to indicate another Eitzah, which is, you don't have to run through your Shemona Ezrei, but when you, you, you start with them, you catch the last couple of minutes, it's called Tefillah B'Tzibor, and when they get to the Kedusha, which is Yeshua ben Levi, says that you must say Kedusha because you can't say it, Be'echidus, then what you're going to do is you're going to be quiet. And you'll be quiet. And you'll listen. And that will be, and then you'll go back to your Shemona Ezrei. So Tosa says, if Rashi is right, and, and, and what the Gaon said is correct, why did the Gemara say something different? So Tosa says, the Katrila Asus came. Even the Gaonim and Rashi will admit that the, the Gemara is right. The Gemara is 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 is, 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 is the ultimate uh, directive. We're not supposed to do that with Katrila. Why? 
because it's better to just daven quicker and to be able to articulate with your mouths. The aniya chashiva tve yidur mitzvah. So even though shomeya ka'ona, even though it's considered as if I said something because I stopped and I concentrated to what was going on and I want to be part of the tzibur. And that's what works when you say Kiddush and people are listening and for Kriya Samegilah and for many other mitzvahs and other things, Shomeya Ka'ona. Shomeya still isn't as good exactly as Ona. Ona is a Hidra mitzvah. Aniya Hashiva Tvei Hidra mitzvah. That's what you have to say according to Rashi and Rashi's quoting of Rabbi Yudai Gon. But Tosva says Rashi's grandson, Rabbeinu Tam, and his, Rabbeinu Tam's nephew, the Ri, they say that I, I'm not sure that you should do what Rashi said. The Adarabba, Ishomeya Ka'ona, Havi Havsaka. Shomei Kaona is if you're at, is as if you're actually talking. It isn't just a way to help fulfill the mitzvah. It's like the words say. If Rabbi Doigon says the Shomei Kaona, it creates a problem. It's as if you started talking, stopping your concentration and connecting yourself to those words, because the Chazan has in mind to be motzi everybody, and you want to be connected to the Chazan because you've stopped your Shmon Esrei. So that's as if you talked. And that's Avsaka. But he says, <laughs> People are all doing this already. In other words, Tosus is telling us that the Minag may be created by this Psak of Rabbi Yudoy Gom that Rashi quotes has unleashed Hanaga uh, for the latecomers, which is they don't have to do what the Gemara says, which is to basically stop and to basically twiddle their thumbs and and, and dawdle in the Birchas Kriyashma. They can actually do Birchas Kriyashma at the speed they were doing, join everybody for a, for at least, if they didn't start Tfilobitzibur with them, but at least they got some Tfilobitzibur with them. And then as the Chazar Sashats is happening, to be at least in some way cognizant of what the Chazan is saying, and therefore hearing when Kedusha begins, and being quiet, and somehow that, the Minag was to accept this. Rabbeinu Tam and the Re said it's a bad, the Minag is, 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 is on a fallacy, but still, God Allah Minag. <laughs> the Minag is there, and, they, and even though they, they, they had an intellectual problem with it, but they knew what the minig had become. The minig had become, through this Gaonic uh, tradition, had come to basically really change what happens, what the Gemara had said. And therefore, people were not following the Gemara. <laughs> what they were doing was we're doing this, even though, like I said, it's intellectually, uh, it has an intellectual hole in it. Because if Shomei Ka'onim means something, then, then you just did a hefsik had a question, Iboilu. Maybe Yehei Shmei Hagodo Mivorach is greater than everything else. Maybe Yehei Shmo Hagodo Mivorach is more important than Kedusha. Even though it's part of a Kaddish that's said in Aramaic, maybe that's something that is it, you, you, could, you should stop your Shmona Esrei. It's interesting why the Gemara thought that. The Gemara thought it was it was somehow on a higher level than even saying kadosh kadosh kadosh. It's higher than imitating the malachim. It might be, and especially as we remember that it's actually in a language that the malachim don't even recognize or want to be part of the language of kedush of of the uh, right of the kaddish. The kaddish when you get to that. Crescendo of it's really in a way the pinnacle of what human beings can do and are supposed to do to work for the completion of God's work to the his gawas of Kvot Shamayim in the world. And therefore the Gemara wanted to know 
maybe that's something which you should break your Shemona Ezra for. Amar wasn't sure. What happened? Ki also Rav Dimi, Amar Rav Yudav Rav Shimon, Tamidah Rav Yechon Amrei, Lakol Ein Mavsikin. So in other words, Rav Yochanan's students fanned out to these yeshivas in Bovel that were wondering about this question. And they said, you're right. The, 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 the protected sphere that is Shemayna Ezrei is never broken, except for Yeshmo Agodom Evorach. Shafil Oseg B'maisei Merkava Oseg. This is this is at the Kaddish. The human beings are in a way stepping up and 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 emphasizing, along with the person saying the Kaddish, the Chazan, that we are working for God's name to be elevated, blessed, expanded in this world. Shafila Osik B'maisei Merkava Poseg. Even if you would be in Maisa Merkava, now it's interesting, Maisa Merkava is, is contemplating God running the world, the mystical elements that allow God to run and control the world. And what you're doing is maybe even bonding with God, interacting with him. Maybe you're also joining him in that chariot ride, so to speak. Still, when human beings are saying that, you need to stop and join them and add your voice to theirs. That was the psaac of Rabbi Yochanan's ish, uh, students. And the Gemara adds the words, less hilchosa kavosai. Or it should be kavasayu. The halacha does not follow them. The Spanish text from the Bahag, on, on this piece of Gemara, uh, and in the Spanish texts, the Spanish manuscripts, they say, and the locha does not follow this, which would mean you keep on doing your job. So what does this mean? Kinare hamelech, because you're like one of the servants of the king. You're in the king's employ. Shekol echad ve'echad osek Yeah, they are also doing the king's job, but you, in your own little private world, are doing your job. And therefore, you do not break it. Now, what did that mean, that you don't break it? So, once again, if we look at Rav Neutronoi, he says, they asked him, you hear Kaddish? Can you break it? Maybe you should just be quiet. I feel so what should you do? He says, no. Don't do either of that. You can't break it. And you can't even be quiet and say, I'm listening. You should not do anything else. All you should be doing is that you're And again, Quoting uh, Rav, uh, we can find it in Rav Netrinoy and others, but here it's the name of Rav Paltigon. Yochid sha'omid b'tfilu mispalu v'shamei kadosh o baruch amen or yeheshmei rabba. Well, if you finished your, if you got the sim shalom already, even though you didn't do your private tachnun uh, or the lahainetzar, answer v'yimlo osrlo, and you can't be show sake either. And don't worry about it. So even though the Chachamim like Rav Dimi and his band said how important it is, but our rabbis, our Gaonim have given us another mushal. Mushal l'madavadome l'shnei avadim. You're, because of where you are, because of the way you've started, you're in your own world, your own little yechidistik ishmanesrei, and you've got a job to do. Generation, a couple of generations later, Rav Haigon repeated that. Kaddish 
And what are you supposed to do? According to um, Rav Palti, you should be quiet. Now, did Rav Hai mean, like Rashi's version, that you should perhaps listen? My sense is that the original psak of the Gaonim <laughs> was not to do anything, was to just continue in your own world he says clearly, you're not allowed to even be quiet. Finish your davening. And again, the moshe is shnei avodim. Shenitztavu shnei melochos. Ko echad veechad osem elachto. Each one should do what he's commanded to do. So basically, I think that even though Rashi's version um, can be implied by some of the reading, I, I think that the original version of this was there should be no, you should just continue. The mushal is clear. Why would you give this mushal if you're stopping? If you're stopping, then you're you're yotze the mitzvah of Yeheshmei Rabbah by listening. Anybody who quotes the marshal is clearly saying, just get on with your own thing. Don't care about what's going on. The problem is, of course, maybe you should have stopped. Maybe you shouldn't have. You should have done like the Gemara. So you could say, well, you know what? He he misjudged. Once you misjudge, you're in your world, and, and then you just stay in your world. Or what I believe is happening. You know, I you know, I think that basically the Minag was rejecting the Gemara, and people were going in and davening because they wanted to get some sort of feel of it with the rest of, of the group. And once they're there, even though the group has moved beyond and is now repeating it, and they've already done their own, they've already gotten uh to the Kaddish after Shmon Esrei, because let's say there's no Tachnu today, you're in your own world. And you should just stay in that world and just concentrate. And you should try to, in a way, not even hear what's going on in there because you are an Evid doing your job now. You're no longer part of this Tzibur job. You're disconnected, but you're in something beautiful and great and relish that. And don't start trying to think about what's happening with the Tzibur that you were late in getting to them. Concentrate on your own world because you're the avid doing that job. That's what I believe you can see anyone who quotes the marshal of the avid means. Otherwise, you don't have to talk about avid do your job. Rashi inserted this sort of like uh, this compromise position based on the, the, the reading that he had from his version of the Bahag or from Rabbi Yudoy Gon that you should stop and, 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 and and he quotes him verbatim. Minhoga de Rabbonon, the minig of the Rabbonon, not from the Gemara, but from the Gaonim is. Kad ayo inish lebeikanishta. If you come into a shul, the eshkach tzibura de matzli balachash, and you're finding them in their silent shmon esrei, basically do what the Gemara says, ma'akev. Wait until they're about to begin. And when the Shliach Tzibur starts, So what you should do is basically, Daven with him together. The Gemara didn't give this as an Eitzah. The Gemara just told you to, to wait around. The Rav Haigon said, what you should do is start with him. The Gemara says, in love al yispalil. The Gemara sounds like that basically your davening is just on hold in order for you to answer with the, to answer mode, to either bow, to say modem de Rabbanon or to say Kedusha. Rav Haigon says, I got a, uh, the minig Rabbanon has got a better Eidza. You'll daven with them. In other words, you'll slow up a little bit. 
You don't have 10 people dominating? Okay, now that they started Shmon Esrei, you'll say it word for word. And this way, you got the Kedusha too. Ani Kedusha Bahadi Tzibura. And this way, you could answer and say the Kedusha with the Tzibur. So you're sort of with the Chazan together, and then you become part of the Tzibur when he gets to Machayim Esim. He says, Vishapir Dami Lemevet That's the best thing to do. The less pay Avsaka. No one can say there's Avsaka. If you start Shmon Esrei, and in the middle of, I don't know, Rifa'enu, you start listening, you could say, oh, was that Avsaka? Shemeyakona, what's going on? But here, you're not in your own little private world. I'm a different Eved. No, I've joined the Tzibor. I've jumped with the Chazan together. I'm saying it word for word with him. And therefore, it's not a Hefzik and Maishman Esrei. <laughs> I'm saying like everybody else. So the Gemara says, well, so what about the Gemara? The Gemara says that oh, if you can start and finish, so what's that talking about? That's talking about Heichi, the Maschil, Mak That's where you can't start with the Shuyak Tzibur. I don't know why not. <laughs> Maybe it's because you've gotten so far that you got to start already. Maybe you're at Ga'al Yisrael, and because of that, you can't just wait. But if you've already started, then try to dive in super fast and, and be able to catch, uh, 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 catch Kedusha. But if you start with the Shliach Tzibur, Shaper Dami. But the Gemara would have said that. Right? <laughs> that would have been a much better Eitzah, because what the Gemara is talking about is a compressed, quick, partial davening. So the, Rav Haigon has brought to the table a new Eitzah that he says is not, he didn't invent it even. It says this is the Minig Rabbanon. So here we have again a Gaonic Eitzah, a Gaonic guide, which is perfect almost. You come late. So you do your shmone, you do your birchas kriyashma, you do your thing, you daven at your pace, and then you start. Now, is that called true tefillah or not? Okay, this we have chuvas from the various uh, poskim, how much of a din of tefillah it has. Chochamavadya wrote a beautiful tshuva where he told his uh, readers that this is 100% tefillah and it's interesting, again, that it's really something that was brought to the table, again, by the Gaonim as a, as, as, as a way out. Or really, I guess, a way in. It would be a better way to say it. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 